God proclaims his name to all the earth. You see God's glory in creation. When you gaze into the heavens on a clear night in Edmonton, you realize how big the universe is and how small you are. And when you take out a telescope and you try to understand how all those stars came to be, you realize that really you are just getting a little glimpse of the limitlessness of our Creator who just spoke, created all that you are seeing, who knows the stars by name and who continually holds everything in His hands. Psalm 19 verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky proclaims His handiwork. The glory of God. That refers to what He is like who he is, how he is known, how he is seen throughout all the earth, how he, he manifests himself. And the word that is used in the first part of the psalm, God, is a general word for God, like saying divine being, using a very general way to refer to God. And so the psalm draws all creation in to look at their maker, The divine being, so gracious and so wonderful, he ordained it that no matter what kind of barren wilderness or big developed city or slum or oasis that we may, we may be in, people all over the world, they can, they can look up and get to know their God. God proclaims his name in all the earth. Now, the heavens don't utter a single word. They don't say anything. There's no vocabulary coming down out of the heavens. But you cannot look at them without thinking a single thought. Without coming to one conclusion or another. Even the most ignorant person will still need to conclude that forces bigger than themselves had to have been involved. And further examination quickly shows that the heavens are, are bubbling forth with a message of intelligent design, of creativity, a deep understanding of the hearts of, of human beings who, who look at all this and are touched so powerfully by the colors by the, by the depth, by the mystery of the universe. The regular cycle of day to day, night to night that we read, that we sang about, that reveals to us uh, the control and the order and the power of God. Although the heavens are a wordless display of divine art, everybody in every language is talking about their message. Psalm 19, verse 3. Every morning again, the sun bursts from the darkened horizon with the same energetic joviality of a bridegroom leaving his chamber or a strong man in those, those first joyful strides of a race. You can see that no matter where you live on the earth, at some point in the year, you will see the sun rising on one end of the heavens and then 
running its circuit and setting on the other end. And in the same way, nothing is hidden from the rays of the sun. So God's general revelation is visible, is accessible to every creature in all the earth. So that, we read in Romans 1 verse 20, so men are without excuse. And yet, to truly understand that what we are seeing that we are seeing the work of God, we need further revelation. And we see that in the next part of the psalm, verses 7 to 10. And we'll sing those before we look at those more closely. So we'll sing Psalm 19, stanzas 3 and 4. look at the second part of the psalm, you notice the psalm doesn't use the general term God or divine being to refer to, to the Lord, but moves to the personal name Lord 
in all capitals, refers to the covenant God, the God who revealed himself to his people. God's personal name, Lord, Yahweh, is a revelation of his person and his eagerness to live in a covenant relationship with the people that he created. And as the Lord spoke through the heavens without words, he also reveals himself to a smaller audience, more personally, directly through the law. In Psalm 19, verses 7 to 9, uses several different words to describe the law. You see that testimony, precepts, commandments, fear, and judgments. In order to show that this instruction of the Lord reaches every aspect of our our lives as, as all the different laws, they, they work. We even see that in verse 19. They, they work all together. They're righteous hand in hand with one another. And so the law, God's special revelation, speaks with a, with a clearer voice than creation, which is God's general revelation. And the special revelation, the word, is needed in order to understand and explain what we are seeing when we look through the window into the heavens. The New Testament church understands that the law referred to in Psalm 19 is the work of the Holy Spirit as he is leading believers in their redeemed life as they walk with their creator. And so the We are filled with joy when we speak about the law and the instruction of God in his word through his spirit reveals the same God whose glory is known from the heavens. And so you can compare the first six verses with the next section and then we see the the changing of the days reveals knowledge in verse 2. And then you see the testimony of the Lord goes further By not just revealing knowledge, but by ensuring proper understanding. The law makes the the simple wise. And just as the sun is a joyful light for, for all creation, a joyful light from God, then we see the law, the precepts of the Lord, give the heart rejoicing. And they give light to the eyes. They give understanding. The perfection, the certainty, the righteousness, the purity, the the cleanness, and the truth of the law serve as a window into God's perfect holiness and his desire to see you, his creatures, walking with him in this perfect holiness. Jesus' life, as we saw this morning in John 13, shows us what obedience to the law looks like. It, it's what, that's what it looks like when a human being is doing exactly what God would have us do. And his famous self-sacrificial love and his service to God and to his neighbor, they show us why obedience to the law is more to be desired than gold. It's like saying loving your neighbor is better than being rich, even much fine gold. 
And the church confesses then in Psalm 19, there's nothing, we sang it together, there's nothing on earth that we need more than the sweetness of God's revelation. For with his word, I can understand everything that I am seeing. And his, his word revives my soul like valuable honey that gives tired eyes lightness, sweetens the dish. And the best part is that the eye-opening sweetness of the law, it awakens in us a desire to, to be pure and to be holy. We desire to have our sins forgiven so that we can live in a closer relationship with God. The Lord's law makes us hunger and thirst for righteousness and seek God in prayer as our rock and our redeemer. And that last part of the psalm is that prayer. That's the prayer that we have referred to in the form for Lord's Supper too, where we say we are heartily sorry for these sins. We want them to be cleansed. And so before we look at the last part of the psalm, we'll sing together Psalm 19, stanza 5, where we recognize the function of the law to help us understand who we are. Psalm 19, stanza 5. The last part of the psalm brings all that we've said about God's creation and his law right to our own hearts. And we recognize that although the heavens brings awe to the hearts of every person around the world, the Spirit guides God's covenant people through the reading and the teaching and the preaching of the Lord's special revelation in the law. Just as no one can escape the heat of our sun, the sun in the sky, God's revealed word warns everybody. Anybody who has contact with this word is called to a decision in a very personal way. 
So the law is like a light that shines upon us and then reaches into the furthest recesses of our hearts, like we sang about. And so it reveals the most hidden faults that are lying in wait to hinder our relationship to the Creator. We looked at the Ten Commandments in, in the form and we saw how, how all those are, are ways that we, we hinder our relationship with the Lord. Just as a person can only see chaos of his or her own life, when they compare it to the order and the faithfulness and the regularity of God, which is displayed in the regular pattern of days and nights and the sun that always takes that course, so also the rules and the judgments of God, his law, they stand in stark contrast to our own sins and our own shortcomings, to our imperfect faith. The lackluster zeal that we also read about in the form for Lord's Supper. We know who we are as we come to celebrate the Lord's Supper because God revealed his name to us. And that fills us with joy. The sight of the perfect love of a covenant father who wants us to, to walk with him who wants us to live in peace and to embrace the world as he made it. Well, that fills our hearts with a reverent fear and a desire to be with the Lord. Just as we read in the form for the celebration of Lord's Supper, we are heartily sorry for these shortcomings because God has revealed himself. And that's why we pray that prayer of Psalm 19 with the church of all ages. We pray, declare me innocent. Keep me from presumptuous sins, those sins that are like rust to my soul. We pray, Lord, let not sins have dominion over me so that nothing in me offends and grieves you. Lord, we, we want to walk with you. We want to be blameless. We want to be innocent of great transgression. Lord, I want the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in your sight. That's Psalm 19, verses 12 to 14. We pray to God because we know that he has shown himself to be a rock and a redeemer. We know that he doesn't ignore our contrite hearts. We know that he has sent his son as that redeemer that we prayed for. And that he hears our prayers, that he forgives our sins. And we celebrate this gospel in the celebration of Lord's Supper. That confirmation that we have union with the Redeemer who washes us clean so that we can walk in peace with God. And so we come to that triumphant conclusion in the form, therefore we may be fully assured that no sin or weakness which still remains in us against our will can prevent us from being received by God in grace and from being made worthy partakers of this heavenly food and drink. Praise our rock and our redeemer. He equips us with new hearts so that we may be pleasing in his sight. Amen. We'll sing together now Psalm 19, 
stanza six, and we'll sing that last stanza standing if you're able to stand. <laughs> 